Hello and welcome to Series 2, Episode 68 of the Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host, Matthew Roberts, and today is, we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, we've come to the end of uh, what I th- we've been able to glean from the uh, Come Follow Me materials. Uh, and, well, I say the end of it. There is a talk that I wanted to discuss and share with you uh, and signpost you to. It is a talk from the Come Follow Me study for this week. So we are still technically in a March the 2nd to March the 8th, covering 2nd Nephi 31 to 33. Uh, but we are kind of moving away from Nephi's record and we're looking at a latter day revelation uh, about one of the principles in this section. And I'm going to use this um, episode to signpost another resource as well. And many of you will have probably heard of the Don't Miss This podcast. If not, you should, because uh, I've mentioned it. Uh, and it is a fantastic uh, podcast. It's actually a YouTube video, but they record it so it can go into podcast form. So occasionally they refer to a board or something visual, but of course you can't see it, but it's still very well worth listening to uh, if you listen to podcasts. Uh, I, I personally don't have time really to sit down and watch a 30 to 45 minute length video. So a podcast is perfect for me. Um, I really strongly recommend you listen to it, but they also produce some other resources. There are things you can pay for, which I'm sure are great quality, uh, but there are, there's also an email you can subscribe to. If you subscribe to that, you get a weekly update about various things with ideas for teaching the Come Follow Me lessons in your home. Uh, but they also have this kind of five-question uh, documents as well. And it's fantastic. It basically gets a scripture, so it's usually a verse or a couple of verses that teach a principle, gives you a question to discuss, and then a challenge for your family to, to do. And there was it was great. This week, for example, there was one which focused on 2 Nephi 32.5, which of course is the scripture that says that the Holy Ghost will tell you all things what you should do. Uh, and then the discussion is, how have you felt the Holy Ghost direct you in your life, or something like that? Uh, and with our five-year-old and seven-year-old, this led to quite an insightful discussion. They said, well, we haven't. And I said, and me and my wife said, okay, right, well, fair enough. But um, can, can you think of when you felt like you needed to help someone or do something good for someone? And then our five-year-old daughter talked about how there was a, now this is a very sad story, but uh, it was very appropriate for the setting. There's a child in her reception class who, class who unfortunately her father passed away around Christmas time. And so she was very upset one day at, at, uh, recept- at school. Um, <clears throat> all the kids were just playing and she just started to burst. She just burst into tears and she was in the corner feeling very upset, which is obviously very natural and very upsetting. But uh, my daughter noticed this and went over to her and asked her if she wanted any help. The girl, if she wanted to play, the girl said no. Uh, and then my daughter kind of brought her something and just sat with her and just cuddled her, which was the, the sweetest thing. Uh, but uh, we, we explained, me and my wife, that, you know, the thought that you had, the impression that you had to go and talk to this girl and help her, that's the Holy Ghost. All good things come from our Heavenly Father. And we had a great discussion about that. Uh, my son did something similar uh, when he was helping someone else. And they both said, but it, that wasn't the Holy Ghost. That was just our thought. And we said, well, yes, of course, it's your thought. But this is how the Holy Ghost works. And we went into this whole discussion about the Holy Ghost isn't necessarily just a still, small voice. But we use that to try and explain it. It's an impression sometimes or a feeling or a prompting to do something good. Uh, and so, yeah, it was fantastic. And then we had the challenge to look for the ways the Holy Ghost speaks to us over the next day. So we did that. So we're doing that. So I'll discuss that today after ch- after church. Uh, but you know, it's uh, it was great. Anyway, I've talked for nearly four minutes about this resource. 
It's fantastic. Subscribe to the emailing list. You'll get it every week. It's just a simple link. You download it for free and it's brilliant. And it's really helped me as a, as a parent to find ways to meaningfully discuss and study the scriptures without having to delve too much. And it's very simple to do around the dinner table. You know, it's a simple scripture and a discussion whilst you eat. And it's a way to really get some quality come follow me discussion in. We will then probably still as a family do once or twice a week, a proper full on object lesson, which we, which we, I personally get from the Enzyme and, and, like, and uh, in the articles they have there. But it's a really uh, useful resource to have anyway. <laughs> Leading on from that Holy Ghost discussion, we're looking at the talk from October 2010 called Receive the Holy Ghost from Elder David A. Bednar, uh, because this is referred to in the Come Follow Me manual. Uh, we know that the Holy Ghost is a really important uh, part of the gospel. It's important to point out that the power of the Holy Ghost can be felt and experienced before baptism. But of course, once we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost after baptism, there is a great blessing in that we can have the Holy Ghost as a constant companion. Um, but uh, Elder Bednar, after he kind of introduced the gift of the Holy Ghost, explained what it was, explained in Scripture how it was important, and how in the Book of Mormon, the New Testament, and, and Doctrine and Covenants, it was taught about how we need it. And then how people and how people receive it through priesthood authority, we now need to realize how important it is. He said, quote, the simplicity of this ordinance may cause us to overlook its significance. These four words, receive the Holy Ghost, are not a passive pronouncement. Rather, they constitute a priesthood injunction, an authoritative admonition to act and not simply be acted upon. The Holy Ghost does not become operative in our lives merely because hands are placed upon our heads and those four important words are spoken. As we receive this ordinance, each of us accepts a sacred and ongoing responsibility to desire, to seek, to work, and to so live that we indeed receive the Holy Ghost and its attendant spiritual gifts. For what doth it profit a man if a, a gift is bestowed upon him, and he receive not the gift? Behold, he rejoices in not in that which he has given unto him, neither rejoices in him who is the giver of the gift. Close quote. I think of it, and this thought has just come to me, I think of it like a, a marriage to the Holy Ghost. Um, and let, let me explain what I mean by that. When we are married, we, we are invited to receive that person unto ourselves as our eternal companion. And I have only really just kind of glimpsed or caught the connection between those two ordinances right now, that we are invited to receive them unto ourselves as our eternal companion. But of course, from that point forward, whilst we might have the the priesthood authority stating that we have you know this in place we then need to put that effort in to build that relationship to make it a, a everlasting and eternal one uh, and then it will come to pass that we are eternally connected uh, later on it is the same with the gift of the holy ghost in the way that simply saying receive the holy ghost does not mean that whoosh we have it with us and it's completely with us forever but we need to consider how we can consistently live so that we may keep this uh, gift with us uh, forever. We have the priesthood authority to have it with us, but we need to make sure that we are living ready for it. Elder Bednar suggests three ways that we can do this. The first is that we need to sincerely desire for it. This is probably, I think, the one that we fall short on the most as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, Elder Bednar explained, quote, Do we likewise remember to pray earnestly and consistently for that which we should most desire, even the Holy Ghost? 
Or do we become distracted by the cares of the world and the routine of daily living and take for granted or even neglect this most valuable of all gifts? Receiving the Holy Ghost starts with our sincere and constant desire for his companionship in our lives. Close quote. I know that as life continues or life goes on uh, every day that I do not, and I should really, but in my daily prayers and well for a start if i am doing my daily prayers then that's a good thing <laughs> but then uh, and when i say daily prayers i don't just mean my you know i do pray daily obviously but i mean a real you know connecting prayer with my heavenly father each day that's you know a, a bonus if i manage to do that but then am i actually thinking oh i need to make sure i'm asking to have this holy ghost with me Am I really desiring so much that I'm so dedicated to asking for this Holy Ghost in my life to influence and, and, and support and bless me? You know, that is a, an, a challenge for all of us, I think, to pray more earnestly to have the Holy Ghost with us. The second thing Elder Bednar says is that we need to appropriately invite uh, it into our lives. Uh, we cannot compel or co coerce it. Elder Bednar says, quote, we cannot compel, coerce or command the Holy Ghost. In Doctrine Covenants 42, 14, it says, And the Spirit shall be given unto you by the prayer of faith. And if you should receive not the Spirit, you shall not teach. So we need to pray faithfully for it. We need to ask for it and invite it. I don't know if, I mean, I've never tried it, but I think that people may cons consider if they've received the gift of the Holy Ghost, they may demand and say, well, I want the Holy Ghost with me now so that I can do this because I've received that gift. And that's not the way we do it. Elder <clears throat> um, Bednar says, quote, Our invitations to the companionship of the Holy Ghost occur in many ways, through the making and keeping of covenants, by praying sincerely as individuals and families, by searching the scriptures diligently, through strengthening appropriate relationships with family members and friends, by seeking after virtuous thoughts, actions and language, and by worshipping in the Holy Temple and at church. Close quote. So those simple things that we talk about all the time, that is how we get the Holy Ghost into our lives. And actually, he then talks, he kind of segues into the third one, which is faithfully obey. This is why we obey, we are so focused as members of the church on obedience. Not because that is what will save us, but that's the way in which we develop and, and connect ourselves with that Holy Ghost. Um Aldebednar said quite a lot on this, but the bit that I like, he said, is that is this, quote, Praying, studying, gathering, worshipping, serving, and obeying are not isolated and independent items on a lengthy gospel checklist of things to do. Rather, each of these righteous practices is an important element in an overarching spiritual quest to fulfill the mandate to receive the Holy Ghost. The commandments from God we obey and the inspired counsel from church leaders we follow principally fo focus on obtaining the companionship of the Spirit. Fundamentally, all gospel teachings and activities are centered on coming unto Christ by receiving the Holy Ghost in our lives. Close quote. <clears throat> and that's it there. That we, the, the things we are asked to do, the fact we need to, we need to, we're told to go to the temple, we're told to go to church and take the sacrament, we're told to read our scriptures, to pray, to live faithfully, to serve others, to uh, keep the word of wisdom, to keep the Lord chastity, to keep the Lord tithing, to keep, you know, all these commandments and covenants that we have is not so that we can tick things off and say, right, I'm good. It's so that we can build that relationship with the Holy Ghost into our lives more so we become more like the Saviour and have our hearts changed. As we do that, then we are realising the full potential of the gospel of Jesus Christ in our lives. 
So a really important talk. I really recommend you go back and listen to or read it yourself because there is a lot in there which I couldn't fit into this podcast episode and we're already into 12 minutes, but it really is fantastic uh, and it's really helped uh, enhance my understanding of the Holy Ghost and just the ultimate goal of the gospel of Jesus Christ, uh, which is to bring us to Christ, closer to him and help us to become more like him uh, so that we are eventually like him uh, in the eternities. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it. If there's anything you've been studying, please share it at MattSRoberts90 on Twitter or email session at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Um, you can also join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. Uh, there's great discussion there and more and more people follow, joining each day. So it'd be great to see you uh, in the group there. Thank you for listening and until we meet again. <laughs>